podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey everyone, before we hop into the show, we want to talk to you real quick about our two amazing sponsors, without whom this show would not be possible. First off, our guys over at Tix Blitz. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z. It is the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network that includes your boys here at Bosco's Boys. Use promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to get 5% off your tickets. It's already the cheapest spot to get secondary market tickets. They're not going to sneak in any fees. What you see is what you pay. Guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. Check them out. Big 12 tournament's coming to Kansas City. Hamilton's coming to Kansas City. You have all sorts of concerts, all sorts of theater. Royals are going to fire back up. Sporting Kansas City. You want it. They got it. Like I said, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. Ticks Blitz, promo code armchair. That gets you the extra 5% off. And then, as always, we ride with my bookie. Use promo code BOYS25 to get that 50% deposit match. It is a good time to be over at MyBookie. They've already released Heisman odds for 2019. You can bet on Game of Thrones, March Madness. Build up that bankroll before it's March Madness time. You know you want to be betting on all the college basketball games. It's time to do it. If you haven't gotten with them yet, remember, Boys 25 gets you that 50% uh, deposit bonus. It's a great time. Follow them on social media. They answer all the DMs, tweets, everything. Best customer service. We wouldn't be partnered with them if they weren't legit. Now, let's hop into the show. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey. Crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco Boys. Bosco's Boys. Come on, boys. All right, Boneheads, we have a very special guest, probably one of, if not our biggest guest to date. He was one of the godfathers of the rebirth of K-State basketball, part of the greatest recruiting class of all time, one of the highest-rated commits ever to come to K-State. He was third-team All-Big 12. He was a freshman All-American, one half of the most prolific scoring duo in K-State, the second most prolific rebounding duo in Kansas State. He's a six-year NBA vet. Now he's a world-traveling basketball star. In my opinion, the single greatest dunker in K-State history, the man, the myth, the legend, Bill Henry Walker. Henry, thank you for hopping on with us. Uh, we know you're close to Scott from Japan, so you made some time man, for I us. I appreciate the, the intro, man. I, didn't, <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. That's, that's, that's love right there, man. I'm happy to join you. But it's, it's, it's all facts yeah. there, so uh, we'd we love to have you on. And this is the, uh, you know, three hours before K-State's taking on KU out in Allen Fieldhouse. So I couldn't think of anything better for us to do than to talk to one of the biggest names in K-State basketball, especially the modern era. Uh, this will air, you know, after the K-State game. So hopefully everyone's riding high, you know, a couple days after. Hopefully a win. Otherwise, I look stupid talking about well, it right Hopefully now. a win. Man. Uh, hopefully <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Well, Grant, I've been, I've been, why don't you hop in? Let's get this started. All right, before we hop in, um, first I just want to say thanks, Bill, for coming on, Bill, Henry, whatever, whatever you want to go by, but um, <laughs> huge fan. We love you. Um, Man, I'm going to appreciate it. It's, it's been a, it's been a long time and I feel like since we've done this, but I got a beer of the pot. It's a, it's a hazy little thing um, from Sierra Nevada. We haven't done a beer of the pot forever. It's, it's our tradition and. This is a massive, massive episode for us, so I thought I'd bring it back. <clears throat> Top end of the interview. First question. So have you been able to, you know, keep up how K-State's been doing this season all the way over there in Japan? And if so, you know, what are your thoughts on how the boys are doing? Uh, I'm checking a little bit. I have time to get out all the games, but I usually take a lot of first. I used to get a team of the Virginia games. So the team good. You know, type momentum rolling since we were just over there. That is true. I tell you, what, there's a... I think you got to like the throw down. None, none of them quite like you. I, I don't know if you saw the Cartier Jada dunk versus KU. Yeah, man. Yeah, the you know, he, yeah. 
he might have been able to give you a run for your money. People don't understand like how athletic I was before my knee injuries, man. It was it was unreal, bro. I could I could literally touch the top of the backboard. And then uh, tearing my ACL and coming back, I still had a lot of bounce, you know. But but he, he's got some bounce too, man. And for him to, in a game down the stretch, I like this style, man. Especially at you. Anytime you can. You can pull away, get your dunk at the end versus those those guys, and get the crowd into it, man. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, no, we love it, and something we also loved. Uh, you know, you threw down versus KU a handful of times, but let's let's talk about your playing career. Um, how did you end up at K State? I mentioned you were really one of the godfathers of bringing K State back. Was it the coaching staff? You know, how did you decide you wanted to spend your collegiate years? Listen, I'll tell you guys the the truth, man. Uh, and I, I had never visited K-State prior to uh, Bob Huggins going there, okay? I never visited before I committed, but I had lived in Ohio since I was 13 years old. I had known Frank. I had known uh, Coach Huggins for so long, and I had just wanted to play with, with Coach Huggins. Like, his personality, I, I, I needed that in my life. So I needed a, a, a strong uh, leader, as you could say. Um, coming from situations that I've come from, I didn't really have that in the household as far as a, a, a father figure, like a man figure. So that was something that, uh, you know, that I wanted to be a part of. And then him having the chance to go to K-State, uh, I was literally going to go overseas. But uh, he just talked me into coming to K-State uh, and being a part of something different. You know, everybody goes to these big-name schools and they've already got their history. He, he challenged me to uh, step outside of the box and do something different, be a trendsetter. And once he got to K-State and he came to my house, Frank came to my house, my mother was sold on the fact that their personalities were, were strong enough to, how can I say this? Because uh, I was young and I, and I, was, uh, I was an emotional player, as you could say. I was young. And my passion for the game could be looked at as, oh, he's got an attitude problem. But, like, it was literally my life. I was saved by basketball, and I took it very seriously. And I needed coaches that took it the same way. And there was no better combination than, than Frank Martin and Bob Huggins. And I had never visited. So my first time getting to K-State was my first time ever being in Kansas, ever seeing anything like that. So that's how it happened. Hey, we absolutely love that. And uh, I tell you what, Bob Huggins probably doesn't get enough of the love from K-State fans that he deserves because, you know, if he, if he wouldn't have come here even for that year, who knows what might have happened. I'll tell you what, if, if he didn't come, I wouldn't have come. Then you wouldn't have had Jake Pullins. You wouldn't have had uh, Mike Beasley. You wouldn't have had the, the flow of guys after. And the crazy thing is uh, when he went back to WVU, K-State fans don't know this, but – I'm, I'm born in Huntington, West Virginia. West Virginia University is like, you know, we, we bleed blue and gold. He goes back home. You understand? I had a decision to make. Do, do I go back home to play? You know, or, or do I stay and, and, and try to start my own thing here and, and, and be with Frank uh, and his staff? So I was kind of torn, man. But. I decided to stay with Frank, and it worked out. It worked out perfectly, man. Everybody else, they decided to come and stay with their commitment as well. And, and here we are now after, what, the, it's got to be over 10 years, right? Yeah, it's 10, 10 or 11 years, it looks yeah, like. So yeah, and, and the balls kept rolling. So that's something I'm proud of. Grant? Sorry. Uh oh, Grant, I'm are you there? Jeez, come it on, man. man. I was talking. <laughs> I could hear you, but I was talking. Hey, we're Skyping in Japan. We're bound to have some drops. Um, <clears throat> Scott, you mentioned it a couple times as you being, you know, one of the godfathers of K State Hoops rebirth, and I could not agree more. Honestly, you were probably the most I've ever been excited for a player at K State because before you, you know, the program was subpar and it didn't really exist in my heart, at least. But it's yeah. like a perfect segue for the next question. You know, you played in the era of Michael Beasley and Jacob Pullen. Mike had one of the best statistical seasons in college basketball history, and Jake is probably considered, you know, 
if not the greatest, one of the greatest four-year players of all time at K-State. But in your time at K-State, you averaged 15 points a game and six rebounds, which is one of the best stat lines ever put up at the university. Have you ever felt like, you know, what you did at K-State was overshadowed by all being the time, in the same man. recruiting class? All the time. I, I feel like uh, the, the real K-State fans, the, 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 the fans that were there during the time, they understand how important I was to the team how important I was to the university, but I feel like I've gotten overshadowed. I, I really, I didn't play there that long. Um, then having to play alongside probably one of the greatest college basketball players, you know, freshman seasons ever. And then after we leave, Jake goes on to have an extremely successful career. I kind of get lost in the shuffle, but, uh, but I still love K-State, man. And, I just feel like I'm just a little underrated, but that's been the story of my life. I've been underrated, but I still continue to do work. Do you want to take a <laughs> shot at the Twitter account K-State fan putting a $3 value on your creative? Hey, yeah, this is why this is why kids shouldn't have Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, come on, man. He had me in the $3 range. And this is what I'm saying, but this is how I'm viewed by, by most of K-State of the new, the newer breed of K-State fans. They, they have no knowledge of that. They've never seen me in action. Now, if you were to see me play, you would know damn well that you have to open <laughs> up another space on that $5 range. But it's okay, man. I, I know that when I when I said something, I, I had a lot of supporters. Oh, man, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about, things like that. But it's all good. I, I like the interaction, and, and that's his opinion. And everybody has an opinion. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was great when you went off on him. I, I, th I think more folks should uh, step up like that. So um, going back to that recruiting class, you know, how aware were you that, you know, Michael Beasley, Dominic Sutton, Jamar Samuel, Jacob Poland, even for a little bit, OJ Mayo, you guys were all committed. Were you guys aware that you were trying to create something at college basketball almost at least once with the Fab Five? Listen, man, we almost had uh, a Fab Seven. Uh, you guys forget that uh, Kevin Love wanted to – to join up with us as well. Um, so you, you would have had a lineup of, of, you know, Kevin Love, Mike Beasley, me, OJ Mayo, uh, uh, Jake Pullen, Dominique Sutton. Uh, you know, we had Jam Sam. Uh, it was a lot of guys that were, you know, you know, going to come. But once things had kind of broken off and guys who wanted to go their separate ways, uh, just talking to Mike, me and Mike had a mutual respect. Just we, we'd always play against each other in the summer, all the big tournaments. It was DC assault and D one grounds and we're always playing against each other. We, we'd always talk like, man, we always got to play against each other. What, what would it be like to be on the same team? You know, and uh, you know, Jake uh, playing in Chicago, we, we'd go up there and play too. And him wanting to come along and, and Dominique. So it was kind of shaping up on its own. It's just a, a respect, I guess, just guys playing against each other and recognizing like, man, you're pretty good man, let's, let's just join up and see what we can do. Well, when did you find out that OJ was going to take his talents out West? And uh, was there any animosity? Because I think he actually was verbally committed. I don't know if Kevin Love ever verbally nah, committed. No, Kevin Love didn't verbally. OJ. We, we, we had conversations, man. We, we were always in these camps. We always uh, get together and always in one room playing video games and just talking about the future. So it wasn't necessarily all him committing verbally or anything like that, but it was something we talked about. Even DeAndre Jordan as well. He ended up going to uh, Texas A&M. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of discussion, man. We were trying to form something crazy. Um, but no, I didn't have any animosity towards OJ for, you know, months ago to uh, USC, man. Everybody, has their own motives, and that's something that I've, I've learned. Everybody has their own motives, and everybody's going to do what's best for them in the situation. So uh, that's what that turned into. Um, personally, I, I was I was hurt. Like, man, you know, we, we had been playing together since preschool, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we had built a, a reputation being a, a great duo coming up in the amateur ranks and and I just felt like, man, it, it was kind of premature. I think if we would have got together instead of having to play each other in the in the NCAA tournament, it's crazy how that worked out. But we could have been on the same team, man. Maybe we we get to the Final Four. We we have a guy like, you know, OJ 
scoring 20 points. You got Beasley going 25. You got me. You got Jake. Uh, that would have been the balance that we needed. And you guys forget that we had a, a, a great senior in, in Clint Stewart, one of those guys that uh, he may not be as talented as as the freshman core, but one thing, he had the basketball mind and, and the work ethic, and you had to respect that. You see what I'm saying? He came every day to work, and, and that respect was given to him because here's a guy that's, that is uh, maybe having to take a backseat to a younger player, but he doesn't complain. He's just he's all about the team, man, and, that, and that's something that I learned from him that I, I still take from this day. So, but and Hey, Clint Stewart's not lost on us. We're, we're big Clint guys, and I remember him having to battle through his mom's, you know, premature passing. That was and, tough. You know, Clint was a – he was a warrior, and I – you know, and he's a guy who played for three different coaches that at was K-State. Tough, so, I – I, I uh, you know, I, I'll never sleep on Clint Stewart, so I'm glad you gave for him a sure, shot. For sure, for sure. That dude is uh, the epitome of strength, man. I don't know how many people could have played through that. I, and we didn't even know, man. He, he's such a guy, like, he doesn't bring his personal stuff and, and, and – he just puts it in his in his backpack. He just goes to work, man. We we had no clue until, you know, he opened up and he told us, man. And this guy was, you know, going through that, uh, and and he was just a rock, man. He was just a rock, man. And uh, the support that everybody gave him, all the fans, I think that that was a beautiful thing. That was probably one of the most uh, uh, beautiful emotional times I've ever had at K State. Just. Uh, Everybody showing their support for for Stu during that time, and that was that was crazy. That was that was a beautiful thing. Yeah, that was one of the epitomes of you know the K State family narrative actually playing out for sure. and and, sh- and showing what it's about. Um, shout out to Clint Stewart. We definitely love him on the pod. I'm gonna pivot yeah. back to what we were what we were talking about. Um, so I I forgot about the possibility of OJ, but I've never heard about Kevin Love being a possibility. That's super interesting. How? You, you mentioned, you know, you, you guys talked, but how in touch were you with those other guys at that time in the rest of the class? You know, it was an era before, like, social media and before texting and cell phones uh, yeah, really we, took off. Uh, we all had cell phones, so we, we all kept in touch. And, but you have to remember, during the summer, after we, we played high school ball, we were traveling. Uh, we were playing on the AU circuit. And uh, so we were always – together at these tournaments so everybody's trying to put these big tournaments there in their team later nike uh reebok uh adidas affiliated everybody was just coming together just to see the best guys play so we were always around so we were either playing against them or watching or we got the next game so we were always uh, in in close vicinity so that you know that that's awesome. I man, now I'm just daydreaming about the. I, you know, I was just I was a kid like in middle school when all this was happening, freshman year in college, and oh, it's great to relive this stuff. So let let's get back. So now you actually played a semester early. You came on campus. You came in and started playing a semester early. Was that always a part of the plan? Uh, no, How did actually, that come about? I got ruled ineligible in Ohio uh, when I was in uh, high school. They they ruled me ineligible. Um, a school I was at prior to me coming to Cincinnati forged a bunch of documents. So uh, we go to the Ohio Supreme Court. We sh- we we provide the evidence that this stuff is forged. They don't want to <laughs> hear it. That was my first experience with uh, the justice system not being blind there. <laughs> but they ruled they ruled that uh, you know they didn't want to see the evidence and stuff like that. So. My next decision was either I was going to go overseas. I took an accelerated course. Uh, I really only needed like two credits to graduate. I tested out of a bunch of stuff uh, early in high school. Only needed two credits to graduate. And I was thinking about going overseas. Uh, the NBA had that rule about going from uh, high school to pro. I think that was 2005. I think that was uh, the class of Gerald Green. And those guys, they were the last to jump. So They screwed it up for all you guys. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a whole nother case for a whole nother day. Um, but I was de- deciding to go overseas or, you know, go to K-State with Hugs. And the day before I was deciding, because I, I had it in my mind, like, man, I, I'm not really thinking about going to college to to play ball. I, Hugs calls me and convinces me that, listen, the best thing for you to do is just to, come to K-State, you'll, you'll still be in America, you'll be showcased on TV, 
that way it doesn't look like you're somewhere hiding in, in Europe. Nobody can really see you. And, and that kind of what propelled me to, to go to K-State for that semester. Well, let's get into your – let's get into that. I mean you got off to what was – what we remember as a pretty hot start during the 2007 season. You started mm-hmm. playing the second semester. What do you remember about that team under Bob Huggins and you know really being the first glimpse into the new wow. age of K-State basketball? Oh, we were really, we were really raw, <laughs> and uh, we, we were really raw, uh, but we were feisty. Uh, I remember the guys, Lance, uh, we had uh, big Dave Hoskins, um, uh, we had big Jason Bennett, we had Serge Feli. Yo, um, Jason Bennett had the longest neck of any human bro, I've ever met. He was the tallest man I've, I've <laughs> ever been around. This man was like 7'3". Seems long. Um, uh, yeah, my man uh, Akeem. Oh so, yeah, it, that that was yeah. a that was a fun fun we year. Were, we were long. We were all about the same size, but we, you know we had a lot of heart, and uh, that, that's what I remember. And then I just remember like pretty much uh, playing in Texas A and M. Like that game like changed my life. Uh, uh, that's when I uh, hurt my ACL and had to sit out the rest of that year rehab. So that that year is pretty like it started off it started off great and then it just had a a, a huge uh, disappointing moment for me. That actually was our next question. Did you know immediately when it happened, yeah. or uh, when did you come to the realization? Well, I, I, as I remember, I, I was going to the lane. And I did a jump stop, and as I jumped. And I was landing. I just felt my knee on fire. Like, it was a burn. I knew pretty much instantly, like, oh, that's, you know, that's not normal. That's not a normal feeling at all. And uh, it was just pain, man. Shot through my leg. And then I could just see, like, Coach Hugs. And I, I kind of knew, like, right then and there when they came out and kind of tested it and I saw his face. I was like, oh, man, this is bad. This is bad. Oh, man. I <laughs> My memory of that moment is... Um, I was sitting in my room and I had one of those little baskets that you hook on the top of your door and yeah, I was shooting yeah. like a Nerf, like shooting a Nerf basketball. And I was listening to it on the radio and I was so pissed. Cause I was like, ah, oh, he's, he's done. Yeah, man. I was, we, we I, get, we finally get Bill Walker, a five-star recruit, KC basketball yeah. turning around and he tears his ACL. That and was I was, tough. I remember being devastated, but that so that tough. team that year ends up finishing fourth in the conference. You get to 20 overall wins and 10 conference mm-hmm. wins. You become the, one of the first Power Five conferences ever to finish with 20 overall wins and 10 conference wins left out of the tournament. What was the mood like on Selection Sunday, you know, amongst uh, the, the team guys, and Bob Huggins? The guys were, they were kind of devastated, man, uh, you know, putting in that amount of work that they put in to change the culture, finish fourth in the Big 12, and then not get invited to the big dance, having to go to the NIT. It was tough on the guys, man, especially just knowing that, you know, you got this goal that you put out there and you work and you, you feel like, man, we put enough work in to where we should classify, right? And then and they just skip over you because of whatever reason. So it, it was tough, man. But it just uh, goes to show, man, that we, we just we needed to put in some more work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually was at both NIT games, and for better or worse, K-State fans really, you know, had a good atmosphere for those NIT games. So as someone who was as young as me, I didn't remember K-State in postseason play at all. So after the initial devastation, I really kind of turned it around. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much what it is. It's like, ah, oh, but hey, we're still playing. Uh, and for the first time in a long time, you know, uh, the K-State fans have something to, to, to be excited about, you know, and that's just how the guys took it. Yep. So uh, here, here's another thing, and it, it was probably, at least in my head, the first time I remember something that would be called a viral sensation. It was the video that got turned into a GIF of you eating popcorn on the bench for that NIT game versus Nepal. At what point did you realize, hey, this is kind of blown up, this has gone viral, and like, was viral even a thing? It yet? wasn't, but I, I think I should be credited with the the start of the gift boom <laughs> but <laughs> I, I can't i don't even remember how they even happened now, i was just on the bench man and it was just, it was a long game and like you guys don't understand like when you play those espn games there's tv timeouts there's all type of stuff 
and I had rehabbed uh, before that game going out there, and I and I was, you know, I was starving, and I just had got some popcorn. I, I didn't even know anybody was watching me. I'm at the, <laughs> towards the end of the bench, but <laughs> and I'm just enjoying the game, watching the game like like everybody else in there, and it just so happens that uh, ESPN decided to do a close up. And I'm sitting there, you know, munching on popcorn like like nobody's watching. Yeah, that was, you know, that that's still I'll see that I'll be on Twitter just randomly and see that gift pop up. Yeah, I mean, people, that, that that's five star yeah, stuff right there. People use it for all type of stuff, man. I've seen it popped up and, and, and just funny conversations and people just sitting there with the popcorn, you know. <laughs> so it's it's one of those all purpose type of gifts there. All right, so the NIT completes. In early April, Bob Huggins, you know, he leaves for he leaves K State for West Virginia. I know you already talked about you had a tough decision, but when did you find out about that, and how how was that situation? And you know, did any other guys think about leaving with Bob? Oh man, well, I found out when everybody else found out. I had talked to him earlier in the day. Uh, I had went to class, and after class, I had a meeting with him. And, you know. It's a hard decision for anybody to make, man. He's a West Virginia man. I'm a, I'm a West Virginia man, too. But that's hard to pass up, man. You got to think about it. That, that's, he's, you know, that's a dream job, man, for him. And uh hard to pass up. I don't know. Yeah. You know, if she was on the other foot. I don't know. You know, if you were a K-State guy and you were in West Virginia and K-State offered you the job and that's your dream position, you know, what do you do? Absolutely. You know I mean, what I mean? I'm not like I mean I think I can speak for Scott here. I mean both of us don't really hold any ill will towards Bob Huggins. We both really love him pretty deeply because he basically sparked the the turnaround for our for our hoops program. So sure. it was tough, tough, tough to see him go. It was a pretty dark day. I remember I think we were Scott and I were both freshmen in high school, and I mean yeah. it sucked. I remember being like mm. pretty down, but you know it worked but, out. But people underestimated Frank Martin. And well, that gets that gets to the next question. So Frank is almost immediately promoted. You know, how pumped were you guys that Frank and for the most part, the entire staff stayed on? How, how pumped were you guys? Listen, I don't know if anybody was like pumped. No disrespect to Frank, but Frank, man, listen <laughs> to me. Huggins, Huggins is one thing. And Frank Martin is a whole completely different thing. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, for me, I was like, you know, I know Frank and Frank is he's going to be hard on you. So I, I know like I wasn't going to miss anything with Huggins leaving and me staying. But I don't think everybody else kind of realized, you know, Frank was taking a back seat <laughs> to 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 coach Hugs. Frank doesn't take he don't take any slack, man. I'm just going to keep it all the way 100 with you, man. I don't think people were. That I don't think people knew that that Frank was a gifted coach, man. He's a he's an excellent motivator. He's gonna get 135 percent out of you. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to. That's just the type of enthusiasm he brings every day. And I don't think uh, a lot of people knew that about Frank. They just thought he was always, you know, one of Hugs' assistants and this and that. But I, I don't I don't know. I, I was excited. You know, and the guys coming in, it's just a it's a different change of culture, you know, because Coach Hugs has his ways and Frank's ways are they're just different. They're different. He's aggressive. He's going to get in your face. He's going to challenge you and you can't back down. You see what I'm saying? And if he sees any type of fear, you're not going to play just point blank. And he's going to test you every day. And that's the, and, and that's the thing. That's the challenge. And he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I love Frank, man. And. He he stepped up, and he did a he did a terrific job, man. And you know a lot of the things that you know we've had a lot of talks just off the court when I was there, just coming to his office and talking about manhood and a lot of things I didn't understand until you know I, I matured into a man and and I had you know a family to take care of and some of the principles that you know he was talking about. It's like a aha moment, you know. So I I, I love Frank, man. All right, so we'll fast forward to the, to your sophomore season. Frank's Frank's the head coach. How crazy was the media attention when the rest of that recruiting class, you know, got to campus and you guys were finally together? Man, it was nuts, man. You you, you know, I think we were number one ranked recruiting class. 
That is so uh, insane to me. We were number one ranked recruiting <laughs> class. Uh, it was just it was bananas, man. And you got you know Mike coming. He's just a phenom all to himself. Then you got you got Jake. You know he's coming from Chicago. He's got something to prove. He's got a chip on his shoulder. You got a guy like Dominique Sutton who's just a, a workhorse. Uh, we had uh, Jam Sam, you know, another workhorse. Uh, so we 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 knew that a uh, a lot of attention was coming, and we also knew that we had to bring it. We had to bring it. We had to show that the attention just wasn't, you know, just paper and, and flash. It was it was some substance to it, and we were we were ready to ball. So. You know, that's the incoming of, like, the YouTube age. I mean, I can get lost, you know, on the millions of YouTube videos, the the royal purple, you know, YouTube page, you know, following you guys around almost the entire season. Yeah. But tell us a story from being around those guys that nobody has any idea. Man, we – listen, man, we've gotten in trouble with Frank so much. <laughs> we were young. I, I remember we had – I think it was me, Mike, Jake. Jam Sam, we 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 went to the football field. You know they got those carts where they wheel off the <laughs> the injured players. <laughs> we have we had we had a great idea of just riding around in the carts on the field for a little bit. So we we do that, park the carts, and as we're walking back to 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 Bramlage, man, I, we just see Frank just nodding his head. And if you you know if you've ever been around Frank, he's a big strong guy, man. He's just you know him and Scott are up there at the top just watching us. And as soon as we come up to Bramlage, Scott gets us. We had to run the stairs of Bramlage. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a bunch of little <laughs> things like that. You know, Frank was always around, man. Always, always. Coming up to the dorm, he checking on you. He was involved, so. And he was a first-year coach. Didn't want anything to go wrong with his watch, so he always had a watchful eye over us, but... There's a there's a there's a bunch of stories about just you know us being in the film room. I remember one time <laughs> we were watching film. Uh, Mike is sitting next to me, and uh, I told Frank, "Don't turn the lights off because you know you turn those lights off, I can't promise that you know my guy isn't going to doze off." <laughs> <laughs> Frank hits the lights, flip. I just see Mike, you know, just leaning back into the chair, getting comfortable. So I just start, I start nudging. Him. Hey, bro, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. We get into the film, and then, and, uh, you know, I had focused up in the film, and Frank asked a question to Mike. Mike's back there knocked out. I nudge Mike. He gets up like, yeah, you know, uh, we got a rebound, coach. <laughs> Frank, Frank goes nuts. Frank goes nuts. And Frank has a very extensive vocabulary as well. He's not a cusser. Like, you would think he's a cusser, but no. He's using words like uh, imbeciles and, and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> so me, Mike, Jake, they're all in trouble. It, 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 you know, because if one of us got in trouble in that freshman class, it was like, you know, it was all of us. All of y'all are, are, you know, he was just trying to bring that camaraderie and that togetherness. And I, I just remember us having to go run for that, you know, and it was just a... Uh, uh, a lot of things like that. It's just, uh, you know, him just trying to mature as fast as he could for me. Man, Scott, I don't know if you have your video on, but watching Bill tell these stories is much funnier than just listening to them. <laughs> I can actually see both of you. So I, it's it's weird. I, you know, I, I've enjoyed it. And I tell you what, nothing brings a smile to my face like seeing – you know, this guy tell these stories, and the, the only shame is that we don't have any of the teammates on at the same oh, time man. to cooperate Listen, Jake, some of this. Jake Pullen, if you ever get to talk to Jake Pullen, <laughs> Jake Pullen has all. We tried, all, man. Listen, he has all oh, yeah. the stories, bro. You're going to have to get in his ear. Listen, listen, Jake is the reason I have a fake tooth. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, time out. You have, no, you have to okay, tell us that so story. You have to we, tell us that story. Know. Where we just we had this bright idea, man. We we got BB guns, right? <laughs> that, oh, listen, no. it, it was a terrible idea, bro. Terrible idea. <laughs> and we're we're I, I can't remember the, the dorm name, but we're we're all on the top floor, so they kind of isolated us. So the whole floor is pretty much ours. And we had gotten to this thing where we were just busting each other's room, and we would just light each other up. Oh, Jesus. 
Yeah, so we, we were stupid, <laughs> man. So uh, one morning, we, we come back from, like, a 4 a.m. workout, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to get the jump on them because they're not ready today. You know, they're, everybody's tired. <laughs> Jake, Jake's thinking the same thing. So as, as, I, as, <laughs> as I come out my door, I see Jake peeking out his door. So I'm like, oh, so we just start, you know, we just start letting off at each other. One of the BBs ricochets off the wall, hits me in the mouth, man. I didn't feel it, but I looked down and my tooth is on the ground. And I got and I'm I'm filling my lip, man, and I got a BB lodged in my lip. Uh, long long oh, story no. short, I gotta go to the trainer. My tooth, Frank. What what in the hell? You guys shooting? How he just you know breaks it down? How smart is this? You know, you you guys are in the hallway. Let let alone you just worked out. You should be sleeping, getting ready for class. You guys are shooting BBs down the hallway. What if you get hit in the eye? What am I going to tell your mom? What am I going to tell your mom? You know, it's one of those things. And I, I, I uh, to this day, man. That's why you know. To this day, I've ne- I've never played with uh, BB guns since then, man. But they got me, man. That was the end of the, the great BB war right there. My God. Oh man, we're gonna have to get. We, we tried to get Jake on. He was back from Madness in Manhattan, uh-huh. and you know he's a busy guy, yeah. so I, I'm not blunt. But yeah. we eventually get Jake on. I'm gonna have to bring yeah, that listen, up to Jake, him. Jake, Jake, man, Jake, Jake. He's got <laughs> all the stories, bro. He's got all the stories, man. All the stories. Jake knows them all, and he's got uh, he's got the the years after us as well too. So. Jake's got all the stories, man. All the stories. We actually played with each other in uh, Croatia a couple years back. Won a Croatian league title. Made it to the Euro League top 16 tournament, things like that. So we, we were together just reminiscing about a lot of that stuff, man. And, and Jake has uh, all the stories. Some of the stories that I even forgot Jake has, man. So that's the guy. If you want to know the, the backstory, Jake is the guy. He's got all the, the goods. Bill, he shot you in the head, man. Exactly, man. It could have been, you know, thank God. You know, thank God that, thank God that you know, we were lucky. Nothing seriously happened, man. But we were young and stupid, man. Like, when I think about it now, like, man, we, I understand, like, why Frank was on us daily. You know what I mean? Daily. Because <laughs> you look back at it now, it's like, Jesus Christ. I know he couldn't have, I know every day he walked into the office, he was hoping that he didn't see one of us, like, what what happened today? You know what I mean. But we were, we were just young man, having fun, man, and you know, kids. We were kids, man. We you know you do stupid stuff when you're younger. I can't even imagine. But you know, so aside from you know stealing go karts and and shooting BBs at each other, that entire season, your sophomore season, seemed to be kind of building up to that crescendo, which was the KU game at home. You know, it was one of the most embarrassing streaks in all of sports, losing that many times in a row at home to your in-state rival. Did you guys feel a ton of pressure on the team to get that win that, that night, or Listen, what? no pressure. What, what's the worst that happened? <laughs> like, you got to think about it. You know, we were the type of competitors, like, we were highly confident. You, you got to understand that we're coming from a place of, of you know, of high confidence. We, we've been excelling at a, a at a high level for a long time, so we, we didn't care if it was KU or anybody. It didn't matter. And we looked on paper. They may be a great team. They've got the, they've got the, well, the the experience of being in the big game, but none of that can, none of that experience uh, equates to skill, right? So we were looking at it from a skill standpoint. <laughs> I don't think that you can guard me. Period. It doesn't matter your who you are, uh, what class you're in, or how how long you. It didn't matter. And that's that's the kind of mindset we went out there i don't think that you can guard me i don't care what they say you are you know but you got to understand those those ku boys they're used to winning man so it ain't like you're gonna go out there and think they can't play either because they they have skilled guys as well so it it was just yeah something had to give that night (laughs) well and it definitely did uh what are some of your vivid memories from that actual game i know Grant was in attendance. I was watching from home. Uh, I, I remember watching it in my li- my parents' living room like it was yesterday, and I thought you guys were going to get, you know, trounced by the fans when they came on in the court. Oh, so what are some of your memories? Because I remember your dunks. I remember just going crazy. <clears throat> I, I was beating my chest yelling, Bill, 
effing Walker and then my dad getting mad at me for yeah. cussing. So I, oh man, that's an all time game. So what just do you remember that from week it? leading up to the game, man? And just everybody around town, man, just like excited and it, it it was just it was big. It was for like the it felt like for the first time that they had a real shot of of ending it streak. Like we got some dogs too. It isn't just you know KU has all the guys and we don't have any guys. Like we got guys that can play too. So it was like if I could just it was like boiling water, man. It started out slow and then it just got to game time, man. And I mean from the moment I stepped in the to Bramlage, bro, it, it was just bananas. I mean, it was packed. Uh, I didn't see any spaces in the in the in the crowd. The walkway was packed. Nobody could get up and that like you. It was crazy, man. Excitement, just the 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 energy in the building was just. That, that's the thing that I remember the most. The energy was insane, man. It was like a sea of purple, man. Really. <laughs> and then the and then to tip it off, like you know, I I don't get nervous before games. But that game, I had that energy, that nervous energy, like, man, this is really about to happen, like, you know. And we went out there, and then we, we, you know, we pulled it out. Yeah, there's no, I mean, KU at K-State in Bramlage is always, always ridiculous in terms of atmosphere. But that night was special. It had a different type of energy. It's something I'll definitely never forget. Yeah, it was the it was the beginning of something. Uh, it was a big. It, basically, it was the the beginning of somebody stepping to their bully and saying, <laughs> uh, "We're ready to fight. You you may win, but we got to fight to us now." You know what I mean? So that that's kind of what it felt like. And but we had a lot of respect for those guys at KU, man. You got to understand that that we, we knew what we were facing. We knew we were facing the the cream of the cream. And those guys were talented as well. You know, Brandon Rush, Mario Jackson, Daryl Arthur, Mario Chalmers. They had uh, Sharon. Like, they were loaded. They were loaded. Well, they did win a title that year, so <laughs> you're right. I, I, think but... we, I think we got them ready for that, to tell you the truth. I think uh, after we beat them, that was kind of eye-opener. Like, you know, they, like, we got to get serious. Like, we can be beat. Kind of woke up a, giant, a sleeping giant there. But <laughs> yeah, they were loaded, man. They were good. All right, so moving on from that game, you guys also broke a long NCAA tournament appearance route, and you went on to play, you know, your boy OJ Mayo and USC in the first round. How fun was that game? It wasn't fun for me. No? Nah, I, it wasn't fun for me. Um, you never want to, like, that's like my brother, bro. You got to understand, we, we grew up together. I've known O since preschool. So, it, for me, I didn't, I didn't want to be the team to knock him out, but at the same time, I, I didn't want to go home either. Mike, the guys, we didn't want to go home either, but it was just one of those things. I didn't have fun in that game, and uh, it was just uh, it was just business, though, man. We just had to go out there, and it was it was uh, either us or them, and we, we kind of took it to them. So it sounds like your NCAA tournament experience wasn't a lot of fun because just a couple of days later, you have that devastating loss to Wisconsin. What was the realization like when that season was just like, oh, shit, it's over? It's so sudden, man. It's like you, you would think it's a drawn-out process, but it's not. It's like, you know, it's over. And then, like, as soon as it's over, everybody – I mean, we were, we didn't even have our state gear off, and they're asking questions about, you know, the NBA and stuff like that. Like, man, at least have some respect for, you know, just, just what happened. Let us process what happened, you know. So it, it, it's sudden, man. It happens quick. And, you know, looking back, man, uh, for me, I don't know, things would have went differently had I not gotten hurt uh, and, and I would have stayed in that position. I, mean, I would have stayed a year, but but getting hurt kind of had to accelerate my, my plans. I had to, you know, get to the NBA before I had another injury. Or, you know, I wasn't able to take that opportunity. So for me, it was kind of it was a sad moment for me knowing that I pretty much had no other option, but to go and chase this dream. Did any part of you ever consider coming back the next year? Yeah, a lot. A lot, man. You guys don't understand me. I love Frank Martin, bro. Like, uh, he's, he's a character, man. Like he's a, he's a very funny guy. He's a, he's a very caring person, man. And you know, it's one of those times, like other, other than my AAU coach and my mentor, Dwayne Barnes, I've never had a coach really like care about me the person, not the player, just me on a personal level, man. And 
and he understood that, you know, considering everything and I just had to, I had to make that decision, but it was tough, man. Cause you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be successful. I wanted to, to win and, 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 and bring even more light to K-State and, and help Frank in his career go. Cause we were hand in hand pretty much. So it, it was, it was a, it was a sad time for me, but at the same time, I had to do what I had to do. I had to do what was best for me at that time. Well, definitely, you did go on to get drafted, but you're almost immediately traded. You know, how quickly know that, hey, my, my name got called and then that you're going to be traded? Was that something that you knew was in the No, car? man. I, actually, man, I was kind of disappointed. Uh, I didn't go first round. So, damn, and did I even, you know, did I make the right decision? Then uh, the Wizards drafted me, but I got a call from Danny Ainge saying that, uh, you know, I would be a part of the Celtic family. So I, I pretty much knew before I got drafted by the Wizards that I was being traded to uh, to Boston. So what – this is something I'm super blind to. What is life like in the NBA like? We've had NFL guys on who talked about what life is like being in the NBA as opposed to, you know, you know the college college game. What's it What's it like in uh, the, the NBA? you got to look at what a college game is. It looks like everybody's just running with the head cut off, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the NBA game is everything's more controlled. Guys are precise. You got to understand these are professionals. So they're not wasting any movements. That's why people think, oh, the college game's more exciting. These are amateurs. They don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? We, we were all just, like, <laughs> literally, we were out there just playing off athleticism and just our, our, our knowledge of basketball then, right? So the oldest person on your team is probably 23, right? You, you go to the NBA, and I'm 18, 19, and we're around men with families, married men, uh, grown men, businesses, things like that. This is a whole different world. You understand? And these guys aren't going to help you because helping you might end up taking my job. You see what I'm saying? So it's it's a tough world to navigate. And then you're, you're on the young side, and – you know, you can't really bond with these older guys. They've had so much more life experience than you've had. So it's kind of like you're you're on the outside unless you've got younger players with you. So, But the good thing is that when I went to Boston, I was around some big vets, some guys that were securing themselves, right? Uh, uh, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, the KG, uh, Rondo was making his bones. Kendrick Perkins was making his bones. Tony Allen, Eddie House. Those guys. And I, I literally learned how to shoot from Eddie House. I, I credit that guy. Man, he, he's helped me have a career playing basketball for this long off the ability that people have to play my three-point shot now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Me and this dude. Every hey, day. I remember that three-point shot. Come on. Exactly. It, it came <laughs> a long way, man. It came a long way. It's a weapon now. But, you know, just learning how to be a pro, just the, what's expected of you every day. And I learned that from, from the not the stars, but the guys that were, you know, in the rotation, making a living out of playing basketball. Um, the thing that I learned from Paul, KG, and Ray is just how they prepared, you know. And, and those guys, they brought it every day. And probably the most unselfish, most talented player I've ever seen in my life is Kevin Garnett. Uh, and it, the the amount of skill that that guy had, bro, is incredible. Like, incredible. <laughs> he could score any type of way, like his post moves, his finesse game, but he didn't care about any of that. You see what I'm saying? He, he would rather much get Paul or Ray going than get himself going. So I, that's one thing I learned, just how to be a teammate. And just uh, the things that he required from everybody on the court, you you know, you, you got to play defense, you got to talk communication, things like that. Uh and just he brought everybody together, and that that's why that group was so tough to beat. Is because he was the glue, he was the the heart and soul of it. And then you got guys like Paul Pierce. Just he's just I think he's a Jayhawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that man, he I've learned a lot from him too. He wasn't the fastest. He was just he just knew how. He was a professional scorer, man. That's the best way I can break it down. He was a professional scorer. It doesn't matter how you play defense on him. He, he's going to get a bucket. You know what I mean? So just learning a lot of footwork and, and things like that and what to look at when, when you're on offense, uh, you know, going at the defense and things like that. That's the thing that I learned. But 
the biggest difference for me though from jumping college to pro is uh just the the skill level man everybody can go off that's the thing like in college you can you can leave guys oh this guy's even no every single person in that league can go off at any night so that's the tough thing so you've also outside of your you know good NBA career you've been playing internationally for a while as well too how do you get into these different leagues you have like an agent that floats your name out and says hey I got a guy who's looking to play overseas or do uh, the leagues come to you how does that work well a bit well you I have an American agent and then there's agents for you know overseas markets and the teams pretty much tell them what type of player that they're looking for. You know, I need to stretch four or three, four type of guy that, you know, and these agents make calls. It's all about availability and things like that and, and reputation. So uh, I've crafted, you know, a pretty good career for myself, just, you know, being a scorer, long range sniper, um, bringing toughness and tenacity and, and a winning attitude to places. So, um, that that's what I bring. So it's pretty much a mixture of, of what what the team needs and and what's available. Yeah, man, long range sniper. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit with that three pointer. You banked one in against KU, and I'm pretty sure I heard you call it. Yeah, probably, probably, but uh, I wasn't as confident <laughs> uh, with my outside game uh, when I was younger because I had so much athleticism. I didn't really need it. You could play back and I still, I would jump over you, go around you or just bully you. So, uh, that, that just being so athletic kind of hindered my, my skill development, you know, and getting hurt, I'm losing athleticism. So I have to up my skill level. So, uh, learning how to create, learning how to pass, uh, um, you know, using both hands. Um, I'm, now I'm. I think I, I play left-handed. I shoot right, but I'm, I'm mostly left-handed. Just, just evolving as a player. So what's the what's your favorite place or country that you played out, played in outside of the United States? Uh, well, uh, I played in the Philippines a lot. I, I like it over there. Um, I, I would say probably the Philippines, man. Just the the fanfare, the competitiveness of it, the style of the league. It's a real physical league. And they pay on time, so <laughs> that's always that is always good. So I'm sure there's a ton of major differences between, uh, you know, playing in the NBA, the G slash D league, and internationally. But what is something that you know the average, you know, 26 year old who lives in Kansas City, Missouri, has no idea the difference between the three of them? Well, G league, you're you're, you're not getting paid. You probably can make more money uh, working at McDonald's than you can playing in the G League. I, I don't know. They probably up the salaries <clears throat> a bit, but it, it's not major. You, there, there's just you're just playing for the chance to be seen and possibly get to the NBA. Uh, but the competitiveness of the G League, man, you're getting you're getting top guys there too. Um, NBA is just a whole different animal itself. It's like being out in the jungle, man. And, any any creature you come across could could potentially harm you. So that's the NBA. <laughs> Everybody's just that, that's a whole different uh, you know whole different ball game. Um, being overseas is a lot tougher. Just the language barriers. Uh, then the game is not it's it, it's it's not tailored for for us to be successful. Uh, how should I say? They have certain rules on catching and dropping the ball. You can't catch and run like you can in American basketball. There's certain rules that they put in that takes away from the athletic advantage. And then just, uh, you know, not all countries are bad, but playing in Europe, there's there's a lot of horror stories where you can go online. You guys can check now. You can go on FIBA. They have court cases backdated from years ago from teams refusing to pay or refusing to honor contracts. So it, it's it's... It's a tough situation going overseas, man. And then just being away from your family and just the demand that they, they put on your body because some some places practice two, three times a day. You know, you don't have the recovery facilities you would in America or, or in certain countries or with bigger clubs. You understand? So. That's interesting. So before before we wrap this one up, we got to we got to. <laughs> We got to ask about the infamous story um, about you on the sideline 
relieving yourself in a towel. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Give it to us straight. This happened okay. 100%, right? Yeah, this is yeah, it happened. No, no. You know, I'm gonna give it to you 100%. I have a problem with uh, dehydration, right? So, you you may hydrate faster than I hydrate. I, it, it may take me two or three days to hydrate for one game. So I have to drink water, endless amounts of water, right? So during the game, I'm usually good. I'll you know go before, and like I told you, we we're playing this ESPN game. So I'm on the sideline. I'm like, hey, man, Frank, man, let me use the bathroom real quick. He's like, fuck no. Get in the game. <laughs> but I'm, like, I'm like, coach, like, I, you know, just give me like, you know, five minutes. Like, no, let's go, let's go, let's go. So I'm in the game, man. And I'm like, oh, my God. Timeout happens. I, I'm, I'm, I got to get to the sideline, so I just get a towel. That's what I'm thinking. Like I'm not gonna, you know, pull my junk out in front of the whole <laughs> Bramley. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, fuck it. I'm not gonna run and miss the game. I don't want to miss any game time. So here we are. I use the towel, and here we have history. But that 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 is history, listen, right there. What should be honored is my dedication. Absolutely, for the team. Oh, 100%. You know, 100%. from Frank, honestly. Yeah, Frank, he was stone cold, man. I was messed up, but, <laughs> hey, it, it was – I don't really care about it, man. One thing about it, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, make jokes about it, this and that, but – uh, it was it was funny to me. I really don't care. That, but it that just funny, goes man. to show you. That, that goes to show you my mentality. Of, like people don't understand. I'm sick about basketball. There was no way. And once I got in that game, that I was coming out of that game. You understand? And, and it's a big game versus Oregon. We needed to win. So it's just uh, you know just trying to think of something in the spur of the moment. And, that, and that's that's what I got. So. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely love it. We're we're gonna we're gonna ask for one more story. It can be about anything about your time at K State. It can be about some wild party, something that happened in Aggieville, Coach Hugs, Frank, Jake, Bill, anything. Give us one more story before we let you go. All right, so this is a hugging story, man. Uh, <laughs> you guys remember Serge Feli, right? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. So, oh yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know if this is funny. It's it's like borderline, man. But this is like the type of stuff that is just it's just it's it happens and it's just hilarious. But it's not. Every time we would we would break and get into a defensive drill, you know, Huggins was big on your stance. Now you can imagine that Hugs isn't as limber as as a twenty year old, you know. So he's trying to explain how you get in the stance, and he's like. <laughs> He really can't bend, but he's, you know, hugs. You got to get in the stance. <laughs> he's talking to Serge, and Serge don't get it. He's like, why can't you just get in the stand? Why can't you get in the stand? And Serge was <laughs> like, well, when I work, I get tired very easily. <laughs> I get tired, tired very easily. And Hugs is like, tired? Scott, we used to have this treadmill on the side. Right, and that thing is running. So as soon as you make a turnover or a mistake, he just points to Scott, <laughs> and you, you're over there sprinting it out. Many had Serge over there for about 15 minutes, hard man. And Serge <laughs> gets off of that thing, he gets in that stance and just falls out. Oh my oh, god! No. Oh no! So, so I'm like, oh lord, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking the worst. I'm like, oh no, you know, oh no. He's just broke. He's tired. He's done. He, he just fell. He's out. He's just laying on the court. <laughs> and uh, Coach Hunt just called practice, man. Shoot. Uh, there's another one. We, we used to practice with the bubbles on the rim. You guys, you ever seen that? Or, oh, yeah. They, yep. There's no makes. Ma yeah, can't make Lord it. Rebounding. Jesus, there's no makes. So you're playing um, – you're playing the rebounds and offensive rebounds. And you guys remember Luis Cologne, right? Of course. Oh, yeah, Big Lou. Big Lou. So it's it's Big Lou, Danny Clemente, a bunch of the guys on that team versus me, Mike, Jake, boom, boom, boom. So the drill, it's a competitive drill anyway. So we're, you know, we're hitting, hitting, hitting. Next thing I know, I see Big Lou and Mike. 
you know, like two bulls. They're locked, but the ball's been rebounded and going the other way. Next thing you know, I see Lou Bo Mike. I see Mike Bo Lou back. Next thing you know, we got a oh no, a big team brawl. This is <laughs> but this was early. Like we didn't know each other, man. We got a we got a big team brawl. So you know, everybody's just scrapping up. We break that up, and Frank wants to get right back into it. Right back into it. I'm like, bro, we you know we just we're out here just fight. Goes up again. I go to get a rebound. Denny Clemente kind of like undercuts me. I get up and bow him. Lou bows me. Another <laughs> another scrap, you know. And, and this would this this happened three or four times during this practice. And then you know Frank stops it, and that's the level of competitiveness that we need to have. And I I went back to the locker room thinking like, there's no way we're going to survive this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every day doing this, man, but. Just getting hit by Big Lou gave me a different understanding for, you know, just awareness, situational awareness. And Big Lou was strong, mean, you know what I mean? And, but that we battled it every day, man, and that's the things that I take away, just those those battles every day and then just coming together and, and being bros after that, knowing that it's for the, you know, the betterment of everybody. And, and it was fun, man. Well, that is awesome. Uh, before we wrap it up, do you have anything you want to say to the K-State fans? We are the single biggest K-State sports podcast. This is probably going to have millions upon millions of listeners. So what do you want to say to the K-State Listen, fans? I'm, I'm E-Maw until I go. And uh, I wish the university much success. Uh, I'm praying that uh, the university sends me some K-State gear. Uh, other than that... Uh, uh, oh, man. Do we need to talk to Tom Gilbert yeah, for you? We need to talk to Tom, I've... man. I haven't, I don't, I'm not up to date on my K-State gear. I don't know who to call. But, uh, yeah, tell Tom to get in touch with me. Me and Tom go way back. And other than that... Okay, uh, I'll, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Yeah, and other than that, that, man, uh, Dean, Dean Wade, man, I just heard that, you know, he got injured. You know, he's in his, what, senior year. So, uh... Hopefully, you know, he has a speedy recovery, man. He's been having a great season. I actually saw some some video of his uh, highlights during his K-State career, man. And uh, hopefully he can get back, man, because you never want to you never want to go out like that. But, you know, big shout out. He's been he's been fighting. He's been fighting through it. So. Yeah, big, big shout out to those guys, man. And and the guys, uh, uh, Barry Brown, he's been balling this year. Um Xavier Sneed, K. Stokes, those guys, just just keep it up, man. You're gonna have to rally for your guy, and you guys got a big game tonight. Hopefully, you guys can get it done. But man, I'm 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 proud of the guys in purple, man, and and much success going forward. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We hope we can uh, get you on again. If you're ever in the Midwest, we'd love to do this in person so we could uh, buy you a couple libations hey. and we wouldn't make you use a towel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> uh, we'll so uh, thanks, thanks for having thanks, me. Thanks for coming on. So Yeah, right, that was uh, beyond fun. I want to give a sincere thank you to Mr. Henry Walker for coming on the show. Uh, you're more than welcome back on anytime. Yeah, and being in person. In-person show would be amazing. We Pass. definitely got to, man. We definitely got to. Uh, again, thank you guys for allowing me to grace your platform. And anytime you guys want to do another one of these, you guys want to talk hoops or anything else, man, just just let me know, man. I'm at your service. We definitely will. Best of luck for the rest of your season over in Japan. Have a good rest of your – it's Tuesday over there, uh, right? I think so. See, that's the thing, man. I have no clue what day it is. I just know the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Tuesday the 26th over here, 9.03 a.m. Well, perfect. You have a great one. Thanks again for hopping on with right, us. Uh, and you are the godfather of the rebirth of K-State basketball. And we'll make sure any anyone who disrespect you send them my way and I I'll take you, care man. of them. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> All right, You're have a good one. You're a five dollar player on Bosco's boys. That's hey, for sure. listen, man. We, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna go back to uh, his page and I'm gonna let him know that I'm a godfather. <laughs> I've been called the godfather of the rebirth. Put some That's respect right. to my name, man.
<laughs> hey, you do it. And, and we, hey, we know him. I'll, I'll shake him down the next we see him in Manhattan. Oh, it's all fun, man. He, he doesn't know, man. See, that, that's one thing you have to you have to let let the young kids talk, and then you 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 find out how much they know. He doesn't know a lot. Now nah, we'll so we'll give him. We'll have to give him some shit. Clint's a good guy, though. <clears throat> for sure, for sure. He just gotta he just gotta brush up on his K State history a bit. That's right. He'll be all right. My guys, man. I agree. All right. Thanks, Bill. Thanks again. Cats. Uh, no problem, man. Network.